This is Konzenchu EX, the Big Green Podcast, episode over 8,000 for the week of October 10th, 2010. Welcome, one and all, to Konzenchu EX, the Big Green Edition. Oh, we're off to a great start. <laughs> oh, you know it. An experiment in Dragon Ball podcasting entertainment with three awesomely random guys sitting around microphones in three different parts of a country. I am Hujio of Konzentai, otherwise known as Heath or Heathgeo, but I am joined by two other spirited cohorts in this experiment. Next to me on the East Coast, we have Corey. Corey, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. I've got my drink. Got like five computers sitting around me, so I'm doing pretty good. I've noticed you've got like a miniature Skynet going on. I am. I feel like I'm in the Matrix, but, you know, <laughs> not quite tripping that much. And without the shitty, you know, latter two sequels. Yes, yes. We'll stick with the original. There you go. And joining us from the West Coast, making this a late edition podcast in the Eastern time zone, we have Ryan. How you doing, buddy? Hey, pretty good, man. Pretty good. <laughs> So, today, Michael Labrie is on vacation. We decided that the three of us should get together, do some sort of shenanigans, and for some reason, we actually came through with it. I don't know how we did it, but it happened. We are making a podcast episode about none other than Big Green Dub. Basically, what we're going to do, we're going to follow a basic outline of most podcasts, but mostly we're just going to steal it straight from Mike, because this is somewhat a supplemental episode that hopefully he'll throw in to his feed. Uh, We're going to go through a little bit of news. We're going to cover a topic, the big green dub. We might cover a little releases, and hopefully some questions near the end. And other than that, we're going to call it an episode. All right, you got it, man. (laughs) So, I suppose we should get to it. Alright, I suppose I will take the first one. Bondi released a new trailer exclusively for the plan to eradicate the Super Saiyans animated feature, which is set to be included with Raging Blast 2 this November. Have either of you seen this trailer? Yes, I actually watched it in preparation for this episode. Yeah, and I actually saw it a long time ago, so yeah. Okay. Well, you're just a fucking show-off, aren't you? I know. I mean, actually, I'm more excited for Well, I saw it a long time ago, so take that. (laughs) Actually, I'm actually just more excited for the... I'm actually more excited for the OVA rather than the game, because I thought the game... I mean, the the first one was okay. I didn't really like it that much. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, can we just... Can we just talk about the meshing of, like, subpar worlds that is the sequel to this game, or at least the original game, and this OVA being remade? I mean, it's kind of like, which one do I see as more of a waste? (laughs) I don't know. I think you go either way. Because the trailer, I watched the trailer and I was thinking, wow, this seems really epic if I didn't know anything about the storyline, especially with, like, the false Latin chorus in the background and all that stuff. I was like, wow. At least they got rid of the really shitty music from the original version, but then I remembered, yeah, this thing kind of sucked even without the music, so unless they completely rewrote it, uh, it's just going to be eye candy pretty much. Well, it's going to have even worse worse music, I bet. 
Well, we'll find out. We don't even know who composed it yet, so it's all up in the air. But along with the trailer came uh, a little snippet of a couple things. We got to see some new footage that we had never seen before, so that was kind of nice. Um, Vegeta basically goes through and tells us the history. But along with that, we also got a little note on the main page, and I had Jake go ahead and translate it for us. And basically what they came up with was this is a reimagined version using modern animation techniques. The quality of the images, the stories, the battle scenes all greatly surpass the original. And you can just imagine them saying that in Japanese. <laughs> and they did not do this to Kai. Why? <laughs> no one knows. So the, the one interesting point is this note is very particular in saying that the battle scenes have a great sense of speed, which is almost, in a way, what they said about Kai, how they're going to speed things up. And we already know this to be somewhat true just from the fact that the original feature that came out in 93 and 94 was, I believe, an hour made up of two half-an-hour segments, where this animation, I believe, is only going to be a half-an-hour we knew that they had to cut some stuff out ahead of time anyway. But other than that, I mean, what do, what do you guys think overall? Uh, just as long as they don't repeat the same scenes like in the original, you know, maybe that's why they cut it down to 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see exactly what they do with this thing, how they chop it down. Uh, I can assume that they're not going to have multiple endings like in the original. We've already seen in one of the trailers, Goku firing a Kamehameha, so we know that's probably how it's going to end just like it did in the original OVA and consequently game trailers put up a walkthrough of Raging Blast 2 just a couple days ago I believe it was on August 8th and the walkthrough was done by Dennis Lee who's a brand manager of Namco Bondi Games in North America and he basically went through and he showcased the menu system a little bit of the gameplay that we got to see but the most interesting part is he actually does highlight this new feature, Plan to Eradicate the Super Science, and how it will be featured in the game. What's somewhat interesting, though, is how he actually described the movie. And I'm, I'm going to quote him here. He said, There's also a special movie that's exclusive to the Dragon Ball Raging Blast 2 video games. It's a Dragon Ball animation that was never released. It was created initially and it was based on one of the manga volumes. It was started, and it never actually came out, so they never released it. Our development team, in working with Shueisha and the Dragon Ball licensors, they were able to make that, finish it up, polish it up, and they've included it on the disc as an unlockable. What the hell is this guy talking about? Oh, wait, do I have to play the game to watch it? Yes, you do. It's an unlockable, apparently, oh, which wait. is what I, which was the main thing, aside from this guy, obviously not, you know, you, it, here was the weird thing, man. He's, he's talking about the game. He said Cyan, right? So I was like, okay, that's kind of unusual in and of itself. But then he started going into this stuff where it was originally made, but never finished, never came out. It's based on the manga. And I'm like, all right, this guy's. I mean, his job is marketing, so I don't expect him to know about the series or be a fan. But, uh, yeah, it's apparently it being on the disc as an unlockable it makes me go yikes because, A, that means I have to play the game if I want to watch it. And, B, uh, if you guys have ever seen stuff that gets thrown on game discs as an extra, uh, sometimes the uh, codecs they use and stuff are just horrendously bad. So I wonder what the quality is actually going to look like. 
see, and the interesting part, I think, is the fact that from what we initially heard from all of the announcements is that it's not supposed to be unlockable. Namco Bandai North America actually came out and said in their press release that you'll be able to view this right off the bat. You won't have to do anything. That's yeah. true. They did say that, actually. I remember that. It's just kind of odd. And then the fact that he comes out and says, oh, it's based on a manga volume. I, I don't know where this is coming from, especially after the fact that he states, oh, hardcore Dragon Ball fans are going to love this. Yeah, he called it like the holy grail for the Dragon Ball fandom, and I'm just sitting there thinking, well, not really, but all right. As far as I can tell, this is just, you know, Dennis Lee not quite knowing what he's talking about, but wants to get Raging Blast 2 out there. All right, Ryan, you want to take us over to some Right Stuff news? We got it, man. So yeah, Right Stuff is holding a sale for Funimation merchandise. Ends on October 14th will be 40% off. And so, you know, that includes all the Dragon Ball DVDs and the Dragon Boxes, Kai, and, you know, some of the old singles. So, you know, I just recommend getting, you know, just get the Dragon Boxes, man. For 40% off, you know? Exactly. And the, the interesting part about this is a, a lot of the items that are actually out there are pre-order items like Dragon Ball Movie 1, Curse of the Blood Rubies. So you could go ahead and pre-order some stuff that hasn't come out yet at a pretty good price. No, you, uh, you can also buy the old singles for like $2, and that's how much they're worth anyways. I did notice that. They're up there for like 2 to $3, which is just insane. Well, but you got to pay the shipping, too, so it's probably not that cheap. Yeah, but if you buy, like, 15 of them for 2 bucks and then pay... Yeah, but they only have two of them listed. <laughs> That's true. You can buy the same two over and over and over. <laughs> All right, so, Corey, you want to finish up the news for us? Yeah, sure. Um, apparently, here in the past few weeks, there's been some developments with the uh, Dragon Box Volume 2 and some uh, some worries about it actually going out of print. Um it basically started to disappear from nearly every distributor online and also in a lot of brick-and-mortar stores. So people were trying to reach out to Funimation and find out what the story was exactly, and no one was touching it for a long time. So uh, a lot of people on the forums, especially at Dizex, were uh, coming up with their own reasonings, uh, varying from sales being subpar to you know, limited releases and it being out of print and therefore completely gone. Josh Kendamu actually had finally gotten through to Funimation here within the past couple of days, and they said, and I'm just going to quote this directly, uh, Josh, thank you for your email and interest in Funimation. Dragon boxes are limited releases, and production did cease at a certain point. However, fairly soon, more inventory will become available, so major retailers will receive more stock. My advice is to keep checking Amazon or Right Stuff on a regular basis. And we did actually see, I think, right around the same time as that, um, that Right Stuff and Amazon both started seeing uh, new stock appear on their stores. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really sparked kind of a, a wildfire of discussion about what the Dragon Boxes actually are in terms of their domestic releases and what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, I'm actually pretty worried, man. I mean, I know I got mine, you know, as it first came out. And, you know, if they're discontinuing it, man, I mean, is it bad sales? Or, I mean, is it really limited? Like they're saying, are, are the orange bricks selling better? You know, I mean, what's going on? Yeah, there, there were quite a few people that were freaking out just a little bit as far as, whoa, I didn't buy this. What happened? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, right as a result of all this, uh, someone actually went in on Amazon and pulled up the uh, top-selling, I guess, anime DVDs and pulled the Dragon Ball titles. 
And uh, they were trying to use it to support an argument of, oh, the season sets are still selling better because they were, I think only one Dragon Box was in the top 100, which was the most recent one. And I want to say it was below maybe a good four or five season sets. But the thing that I kind of looked into and I posted up on the forums was that it looks like to some degree, and they don't really reveal what the formula is, uh, those rankings are based on cumulative sales. So, I mean, if if Dragon Box 4 has been out for, what, a month, two months, whereas season set number one came out in February of 07, it's got, you know, a good three and a half years of retail life uh, to jack up its rating compared to the other stuff. So, personally, I'm just taking a complete uh, guess here. I think they probably did run a limited uh, production of them at first, sold out, saw the demand for them, and they're still kind of keeping it out there publicly as, yeah, these are limited things that we can drop at any time. But as long as people are buying them, which apparently they did at one of the conventions say that they were selling pretty steadily, I don't see them necessarily just going, you know, the way of the dinosaur without any sort of explanation. But this is Funimation, and they've done some strange things before. And you, you have to imagine that when they first printed all these, you know, you have to pick a certain number that you're going to print for an initial release. And then beyond that point, when they start to run low on stock, you know, reprint them. So it it's not really that much of a surprise that this happened. The surprise was more the fact that so many people tried to get a hold of Funimation and nobody would respond. There was, you know, people freaking out for almost two weeks before somebody came on and said, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah, which was really strange because while Funimation can uh, kind of throw out inaccurate information sometimes because I think their uh, marketing and customer service arms aren't necessarily in the best means of communication. Uh, Typically, they'll at least acknowledge questions that people are asking. So, and I'm actually kind of wondering, you know, like why is it just box two? Why, why is it not box one or box three? Yeah, that's the weird thing. I, I, that was the first thing that popped up, and that was the reason why when people were freaking out, I was saying that I don't think it's a permanent discontinuation because what is it really about box two? I mean, it. It just seemed weird to have that particular installment completely disappear and have the others be readily available at discounted prices. Especially when you consider how much longer Dragon Box 1 had actually been out. And I know my local Best Buy still carries Dragon Box Volume 1. Yeah, same here. Yeah, exactly. Mine too. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's the news for the week. It was uh, not a whole lot of news, but that's what we got going on in the Dragon Ball world. So let's kick it on over to our topic. All right, we've reached the topic portion of our podcast today. And what else would we talk about but the big green dub, which is why we're all really here, because it's awesome and we love it. But what exactly is the big green dub? Well, the Big Green Dub is an English dub that was produced by the AB Group, which is a French broadcasting company, and the dub was produced for broadcast in the United Kingdom. The dub script itself was a translated version of the French script, which wasn't all that accurate to the original Japanese script to begin with. 
And although the AB group did produce the dub, they did not actually dub it themselves. Most people these days don't even really know who the actual voice actors were, since AB group really had nothing to do with it. The voice actors themselves seem to be foreign, possibly French, maybe with some connection to the AB group. The dialogue is often very abrupt and rushed, and they try to cram in as much dialogue as they can. Now here's a quick example of what we're talking about. The examples I picked out were with Garlic Jr. talking to Gohan, and then Kami-sama confronting Garlic Jr. My mind is playing tricks on me. My imagination runs wild. This child is much too young to animate such a powerful force. He's a little baby, but if he really is Goku's son, then he certainly has inherited some of his power. Yes, surely you are eager to join us and serve under my command. <laughs> I suspected that you were behind all this trouble. When was it that we last met? 300 years ago? I know that you stop at nothing to satisfy your evil desires. And in that, I recognize the influence of your father, the spitting image. So as you can see, they really do kind of cram the dialogue in there, which gives it a really distinct, rush, abrupt sort of sound. Now, interestingly, the dub did maintain the original Japanese score, and just like in North America, the movies were presented in a 4-3 full screen, whereas in Japan, they're typically shown cropped in a 16 by 9 widescreen. Now, it was more often than not referred to by fans, especially on the internet, as the Big Green Dub. And this is because Piccolo's name in the dub was actually changed to Big Green. Now only three Dragon Ball movies, the first nine Dragon Ball Z movies, and the two Dragon Ball Z TV specials were dubbed. The dub movies and specials were broadcast on Toonami UK sometime around 2005-2006. Following their broadcast, all of the dub movies and specials were released on VHS and DVD in the Netherlands. But for some reason, only Dragon Ball Z movies 2, 3, and 4 were ever released on DVD in the United Kingdom. As with many dubs, uh, there were some alterations that were made to the Big Green dub. And unfortunately, they're actually somewhat inconsistent at times where they'll switch from one thing to the other. So you guys want to kind of cover some of those alterations for me? Uh, can I actually shoot in and uh, give some information that I'd come up with? kind of goes back into the yeah. area we just covered. Uh, I actually have searched for a long time, uh, A, trying to find these damn movies, which I happened upon someone that had them. But uh, it actually turns out from what I was told and what I was able to uncover, uh, AB Group actually owns the uh, license for distribution. But they had actually had a group called Bridge Entertainment uh, do the dub themselves. Uh like you said, though, we don't have actual individual cast members that were used, uh, nor do I know really the country of origin, because like you said, and I think it's pretty obvious, uh, English is not their primary language. You can probably tell from just listening to them. And I think it was actually, as far as I can tell, the first nine DBZ movies that are out there. Um, but they've I've heard rumblings that there's maybe even dubs of the latter three after that but I've never actually been able to find anything concrete about it. And I think they actually did uh, the GT television special also. But again, that's that may have been something that didn't see a commercial release. I think I've seen one clip on YouTube that may have even been pulled, and it was the same cast, you could tell, because they do, I think, use the same five actors to play every single role. Uh, but I've never found a full version of it, unfortunately. I've actually heard rumors too that um, you know the AB group got the rights to the to the Pioneer dub, 
but they like didn't want to pay you know like the rights to the voices so which just might be the reason why they replaced the voices in movies you know uh, one to three because if you actually watch all of big green movie one and then you know the ending credits are are all are all of pioneers movie one so <laughs> yes hey i didn't realize peter kellum is you know did big green goku <laughs> neil was big green <laughs> Yeah, he, he really went downhill with all that chain smoking, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, as we, we mentioned before, Piccolo and these movies and TV specials has been renamed Big Green. And so every time someone refers to him, it's always Big Green did this, Big Green did that. And Gohan especially loves to call him Big Green or Old Pal. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always funny because it makes it sound like Gohan's some like little midget or something. Oh, hey, old pal! Oh, it's like, no. dude, you're you're five. So, uh, what are some other alterations that you guys noticed? Shenlong is the sacred dragon, but I don't know. I actually don't remember them saying that. Well, I haven't watched all the movies yet, so you know, maybe I've kind of missed it. It's kind of <laughs> weird because you know, like I was talking about earlier, they basically took the French script and translate it and just use that and you'll notice that a lot of the names that were changed throughout here besides like big green they took a literal translation of the name like shenlong was the sacred dragon and a lot of times for kami they would actually call him just god <laughs> so good lord it's mean... god yeah <laughs> so wait does piccolo mean big green in french then or it means a, a tiny instrument that you can play through. Let's not even get into that, because people will get into fan fictions, and I don't want to go there. Neither of us do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I play the big green. The green <laughs> instrument. That certainly sounds a lot more masculine than being like in high school and being like, hey, baby, I play the piccolo. Instead, it's like, hey, baby, I play the big green, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Though if it's big and green, you gotta figure something's going wrong. You might want to go see a doctor. All right, well we're gonna switch it up on that note. <laughs> and on that note, Bulma is known as Bloomer. Yeah, which is actually really nice to see for once because that's the basis of her name, Bloomers. So yeah, even if she speaks like she has a really bad like New York accent. <laughs> I'm gonna go with New Jersey just for the hell of it. You know, right, if we can right. bash New Jersey as much as we can in this podcast. I'm totally fine. Right, fair enough. But in all fairness, I didn't hear her say use, so I can't really think of her as a Jersey gal. Oh, I actually don't I actually don't remember if they even said bloomer in the movies. Yeah, it's uh like Oolong when he's was it uh movie two when he, he stole the dragon radar and he's like, Oh, it's a good thing bloomers fell asleep. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. I mean I sh- I don't wanna watch it again. You have to watch every movie consecutively all the time. I've like watched them two times to make the videos already, so <laughs> Uh, one of the ones that I found the most interesting was actually Krillin. I don't know where somebody came up with this, but they call him Clearin, and it's not like they're just mispronouncing Krillin or anything like that. They are clearly saying Clearin, and it's just really odd to hear, especially with the voice that they used for him, because it is very evident that it is a female that is not even trying to disguise the fact that she is a female. Yeah, it kind of sounds almost like one of the women in our version in the U.S. playing one of the little kid parts. It almost sounds like Goten's voice yeah. playing Krillin. It's just, it, it comes off really odd. I, I don't even know how to really say it without listening, you know, having somebody listen to it. And then you have other ones like uh, Kame Senen. He's just the old man, the old guy. So again, it's just, you know, 
hey, he's old, so we're just going to call him the old man. And then you got Hire Dragon, who they just call Little Dragon. And then my favorite is Goku, who is just <laughs> Son Goku. It's almost like they just sort of slurred it together like they, I don't know, are real nervous, like on stage at like a high school performance, and they just sort of blend the two together really quickly. Yeah. Well, and I noticed that in some movies, he's just Goku. Everyone just calls him Goku the entire time. And then in other movies, he's Son Goku. Son Goku? Yes, Son Goku. Well, it's hilarious because like in the second movie after, you know, the uh, whatever the hell his warriors are beat the crap out of uh, Kame Senen, it's like Bulma telling him, you know, Son Goku is the strongest. Son Goku. Son Goku. Everybody says it in like rapid form. So you get to hear you get to hear three of the five voices say the name. Who is the strongest man? Really? Son Goku. Yes, Son Goku. Son Goku. And you know it's not just one of them screwing up. That's the way they actually made it in the movies. Which is, I think, how they, again, you know, since I guess they source things from the uh, French translation, I think that's actually how his name is rendered over there, too, where it's just sort of one amalgam of the two, just forming one word. And uh, one of my favorites, because I just... Love harping on this one for some reason, but Gohan is now Gohan. He's always Gohan. Gohan, what are you doing? <laughs> They've got Vegeta as uh, Vegeta. Vegeta. <laughs> the Prince Vegeta. Yep. And then, you know, you have ones like I mentioned, Kami is Green God or the All Powerful, or they just call him God, which basically translations, except for when they call him, you know, Green God, because they basically just made green up completely randomly and who knows and then you have science (laughs) and the cyogens and Corey, you and i were talking about this earlier Uh at certain points they call them super warriors and then in other movies they actually call them space warriors yeah i think what happened was when they were actually doing this i think the first few movies they were like okay just you know super warriors but then they're like oh shit they actually do something later on that's called super so we better change it to space warriors (laughs) So it, it, you get a little bit confusing at some points because in earlier movies it is Super Warriors. And then later when Goku goes Super Saiyajin, oh crap, now he's a Super Warrior and now everyone else is just... He's a Super Super Warrior. Yes, everyone else is just Space Warriors. Super Happy Okay Warrior Da! Wow. <laughs> Did you like that? I loved it. I loved I it, I just man. came up with it off the top of my head, too. I bet. You didn't have it written down or anything. <laughs> I didn't, I swear to God. And then we have... I swear to Green God, actually. I hate you. (laughs) And then we have all of our favorite, and I think everyone out there is going to truly appreciate this one. The Nyoibo is now known as the Magic Stick. I want the Magic Stick! (laughs) Magic Baton Extend. It's so bad because it's so inconsistent. In some movies, it is the Magic Stick. In some movies, it's the Magic Baton. Because a manly man like Goku needs a magic baton to twirl around and hit people. (laughs) And it may be a lot funnier to some of you when you actually hear Goku's voice, because he is a manly man with a magic baton. You have to put the sound clip in. I think I will. Now I want the magic... I can't... It keeps playing in my head over and over again. (laughs) And then we have... Another little odd name change, the Dragon Balls themselves, the items that the name of the series is based on, are now called the Crystal Balls. But for some reason, the name of the show is still called Dragon Ball. 
or Dragon Ball Z in this case. So why the hell would you change one and not the other? Because I really think the big green dub should have been Crystal Ball Z. Well, it's like the uh, that Chinese movie that they had done ages ago. Didn't they change it to the Crystal Balls in that also? Even though the movie was called Dragon Ball? I believe so, but I... I yeah, I, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And then one of my other favorites is Tullus when he uses his scouter. And by scouter, I mean portable computer. <laughs> which is just completely random when you hear him say that. No, my portable computer tells me that we have the same blood and therefore must be of the same race. Wow, because the <laughs> tail didn't give it away. And bringing up our last point... Most of the attacks in every single frickin' movie get completely screwed up. Every attack that you can possibly imagine is now a Kamehameha, whether you want it to Even be the Kaioken. or not. Yes, a Kaioken <laughs> focuses the Kamehameha into his body and he turns red. He just attacks everything in sight. And they say it so fast, which is weird because, you know, in the Japanese version, and even in the English dub, they'll come out and say, Ka... May, ha, may, and then while it's charging, they're holding it, and then when they fire, they yell ha. Whereas in the big green dub, it's just all kamehameha, <laughs> and then he shoots it. Except for when he's bursting out of the ice, or the best thing is in uh in movie two where they're all kind of doing the joint one against uh what's it uh is it Doctor Wheelow is the yeah yeah. All of them kind of charging up, and then I think even in the English version, they're all kind of saying it in unison. But in this version, they're all kind of just saying it at their own rate, so it sounds really kind of crackheaded. <laughs> <laughs> Kamehameha! And then the ice burst. Yeah, that's, that's basically how it sounds. I guess uh, with that, we'll kind of move on a little over to the, the actual discussion of the three movies. We've already discuss some of the name changes alterations that take place uh oh what we're gonna do we're gonna go through and look at the first three dragon ball z movies that were dubbed ryan has actually created a couple remix videos that he's put up on his site which are really good and i'm basically just going to steal them and use them for this sounds good to me man so if people really like these you know you can go watch those we'll throw a link up to them but for now, you just get the audio, and you can let your imaginations run wild. So, I give you Dragon Ball Z Movie 1, Dead Zone. Okay, let's start! I am the one. Who said that? It's you, Big Green. I am the one. And my name is Sancho. Ooh! 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 I am the one. You, Big Green! Now, Green God, you are history! I am the one! Give me my son! Give me my son! It even goes beyond one at a time. Magic Baton, go to work! Come on! Hold it right there! Who gives the orders here? Granted my wish. 
Isn't it actually called In Pursuit of Garlic? See, I've heard both. I know that's what the menu for the DVD called it. And I actually heard it, it was the last movie to be released. Really? Yeah, it actually came out after movie 9, I think. So it's wow. actually considered movie 11 in the big green dub. Nice. So uh, I did note that even though the title is Dead Zone, the actual technique is never referred to at all in the movie itself, which I found completely odd. But now that Corey tells me that the movie possibly was not called Dead Zone, I guess that makes sense. Uh, Do either of you remember, I recall them referring to it as just a vortex, something like that. Now that one I do have, so I can double check. All right, so what did you guys think of the first movie? Anything jump out at you? Anything that really carried across from the original Japanese version into the big green dub, where maybe the characters portrayed, or the actors portrayed the characters well enough to get across the point of the original? Well, I've got to say, when the movie opens up and you hear Piccolo screaming, it sounds remarkably like the Japanese actor. So I'd say he did a... Oh, wait, they just (laughs) left that in there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they actually did the same thing in movie four too when goku turns quasi super saiyan and, then I, and that's uh, that is a hell of a uh, change there for because it's you know mr manly goku ah i must win and then all of a sudden it's like you know <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah and there's actually one part in movie two when goku does the kaioken on the big fat monster mm-hmm. um yeah you actually hear kelamis's scream kind of in the, inserted in the middle because i think the actor passed out during recording during that scene so oh crap we we're just gonna put in the original scream right here i wouldn't be surprised since that is a hell of a scream so anything else from the first movie kind of jump out at you guys anything you remember i i do recall you know krillin of course getting peed on by gohan right which, right. in every version, no matter what you see, unless it's edited, is just hilarious. Because they mm-hmm. leave in the original sound effects, so you can just hear the urine going into his mouth. And he <laughs> doesn't even really do anything except kind of have a weird look on his face. He doesn't spit it out. I mean, come on, Krillin, what are you doing, man? You gotta spit out the urine. Don't drink that shit. Well, actually, like, his voice actress's reaction is pretty funny. She like, was like, ooh! Or something like that. Like she's like amazed it happened or something. Ooh, this tastes great. <laughs> um, is that about it? I mean, there's there's not a whole lot else. I don't even know on. where to begin with it. I, I would just say, you know, just watch the whole movie, <laughs> because I can spend like a week talking about. Oh yeah, this thing sounds hilarious. The big green dub. Might as well just watch the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, and we can go back to that original clip that we played earlier of. Kami talking to Garlic Jr. and then Garlic Jr. talking to Gohan and just the rapid, abrupt talking that's like non-stopped and then all of a sudden there's huge pauses of no dialogue and then someone can't catch their breath and just keeps talking, 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 talking and then they're done. And then the next person just talks forever and it's really just, oh man, it, it gets hard to listen to almost for a little while but you can't stop laughing at the same time. Yeah, that's and the entire there's... movie in a nutshell. <laughs> Then there's odd stuff like, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think some of the uh, vocal songs in the movies, some of them get turned just into instrumentals. Like, I think in this one, yeah. Gohan's song gets turned into just an instrumental. Yes. Tenka Ichi Gohan, they, they kind of switch it around. They took out Nozawa actually singing through an instrumental, and no one sings for the entire time. It's just Gohan running around, dinosaurs going, la, 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 and then that's about it. Which, in a way, almost makes it even funnier, because you're like, man, 
Why is all this happening? <laughs> well, just be grateful that the big green dub didn't sing it themselves. Oh, I would have I would have bought like five more copies if they sung it. Because can you Maybe. imagine how bad that would be? Well, can you imagine what the lyrics would be? <laughs> well, actually, in movie eight, Krillin sings. So yeah. Oh God, yes, I know that's so far off of the ones we're covering, but that scene is just classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just just some of the the one-liners through all these movies are hilarious, which we'll get into a couple. I know some of the later movies have way way awesome one-liners. Actually, pretty much all of movie three. Yes, you watch it entirely. Well, in movie one we have "I am the one," which is just great in itself, and then we have a, a weird one which we can discuss here for a little bit. We there was a little bit of a faux pas in the script, apparently where Piccolo, or Big Green at the beginning, is is attacked by all of Garlic Jr.'s henchmen. And then Garlic Jr. goes on to say that, oh, Big Green and Goku used to be one, but now they're both dead. <laughs> I think you're talking about the wrong people. So, Which is funny because right after that they cut to uh, Big Green God, who says, oh, I can't believe that Goku would ever attack Piccolo. Well, apparently Goku would kill Piccolo, his alter ego, and now they're both dead. I don't it's almost like the basis say. for like a late 90s pop song. All right, so uh, I think we'll, we'll move on to movie two, which was called The Strongest Guy in the World. Come, Magic Cloud! Big Green and didn't tell me. He doesn't know who you are. Oh, it's you, old pal. He was changed. Changed. Oh! You don't want to be here. Come, Magic Cloud. Really sorry about this. He's as fluffy as a marshmallow sandwich. Sandwich. Fluffy. Sandwich. I call upon all forms of life, every living being. Give me your energy. I need it in order to save us all. You have to help me. Marshmallow sandwich. All right, guys. So I think the question stands. Do you want a magic stick? Yes, I do. Do I want a magic I stick? I hear that Corey has a magic stick already. <laughs> I have the magic stick, I'll have you know. Oh, the magic stick, not just the, oh, magic, the stick. magic stick. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, I know movie two isn't quite as great as movie three, which we will talk about in just a second. But what did you guys take away from movie two? I mean, there's quite a bit that actually happens in this movie, just from what we talked about earlier, the fact that when Goku breaks out of Ebi Frieza's ice attack, he yells Kamehameha when he actually means Kaioken. Well, and there's one part also when he's like, um, actually when he does the Kaioken against Dr. Wheelow, he shouts maximum power. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want total power! I'm telling you, I mean, you you say this one isn't as good as number three. I thought this one was, 
I mean, I when I got two, three, and four, which were the only ones released in the UK, I actually watched this one and was busting up laughing because I mean, I think all of us, all of us heard the stuff from number three. I think first, like when they first came into being like a pop culture thing in the Dragon Ball Circle, but I mean, this one just had between the. Uh, I don't know if they even actually named them in the film, but when Dr. Uh, Wheelow's minions show up on the island to try and get uh, Kame Sinan to come to wherever the hell Dr. Wheelow oh, is. man. And the, the, the voice of Umigame is awesome. Uh, nope. Uh, nope, nope, you're not here. Uh, nope. Yeah, and then they didn't even match the mouth flaps either. Which is even better. But, you, you know, we get Magic Stick. Um, we get a lot of Big Green. We get a lot of... Ready! Revenge! <laughs> Big Green has had his mind changed, apparently. He's changed! Just old pal is no longer old pal. No, he's not. And then, you know, who is the strongest in the world? Son Goku is the strongest. Son Goku? Yes, Son Goku! Son Goku? <laughs> yes! And uh, that's where that comes in. Which you'll recall in movie one, he's just Goku. But in movie two... He's Son Goku. And then when we skip ahead to movie 8, where he should be Kakarato, he is Goku. Because Broly knows his name. <laughs> for some reason. Yes, when Broly sounds like he's like trying to cough something up. Yes. But that is a movie that we will get to at some point down the road. But God, the uh, what's the one scene I'm trying to think of where uh, you've got Piccolo's Revenge, you've got Goku breaking in, Damn. Oh, um... It was just in my head. He's the the sandwich. Is that, is that the one you're talking about? The uh, fluffy marshmallow sandwich? <laughs> yeah, the marshmallow sandwich. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking of that one, but that one's funny, too. <laughs> He's a sandwich. He's a fluffy marshmallow sandwich. Oh, it's going to bug Dude. the hell out of me. Come on, Corey. Think. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on Think, it. Think, damn it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember something. Oh, funny. where he's where he where Goku is forming the uh, Genki Dama, the land, the sea, <laughs> and all the things on the earth. Lend me your energy. You have to help me. <laughs> yeah, just uh, the high pitch at the end where he just ups it makes it classic. It's almost like a Christopher Walken-esque, like, tonal pitch, where he goes from, like, one extreme to the other, only without the cool factor. It's just the, who puts your nuts in a vice. <laughs> oh, and then again in this movie, Clarin shows up to save the day, only in the end to get completely pwned by Dr. Wheelow, which, I, I don't know if you guys remember just in the movie itself, where he comes in, uh, Piccolo has flown up, punched Dr. Wheelow, shoots him in the face, Gohan gets a kick in, and Krillin comes flying in to get a hit, and Wheelow just slaps him away like he's nothing. I love the fact that, you know, that is kind of a staple in every Dragon Ball Z movie, but I can't remember, it's, I think like in each one, you know, he has a one-liner, and he's just completely, there's like no emotion whatsoever. It's just like, why did this happen to me? It's just <laughs> Because you're Krillin. I actually don't remember if he said anything in the big green dub when he got, you know, hit. I do remember, I I know we keep skipping ahead, but I remember specifically in movie number four, oh, when yeah. he gets trounced, <laughs> Goku's like, no, he's too strong for you, and then he's flying in the background, he's like, why didn't you tell me sooner, <laughs> while he's been hit, and he's like flying across like the stratosphere. I mean, yeah. these are just classics, <laughs> uh, you can't replace these. Yeah, like that will be in my movie four remix, which is going to come out probably next week so yeah <laughs> once you get the next three done 
we'll do this again. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so I guess is that it for movie two? Is that all we had? Any other real memorable moments? I kind of remember Doctor Wheeler's voice sounding a lot like Stephen. Hawking. What's his? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stephen Hawking's voice for some reason. Yeah, Son Goku. Yeah. <laughs> I want his body now. <laughs> I mean, and that he... would undoubtedly give birth to a lot of photoshopping on the form. <laughs> yes. Well, and then even again in this movie, Bulma's voice is she's from New Jersey, where <laughs> all the horrible people of the world are from. <laughs> especially these, you know, especially two certain people that we know pretty well. Well, yeah. Well, okay. There's there's more than two people. Yeah, I was about to say I can think of a group. <laughs> so anyway, after New Jersey sucks for Bulma. <laughs> movie two i think is worth a watch i would watch that over movie one i agree yeah same. Yeah, there are some memorable moments to it um but other than that i think we need to move on to movie three because movie three i think kind of sets the bar and then later we'll get into it and movie four just i think that's the first one that i ever watched and that just blows everything out of the water to me but I may be biased. Yeah, well, we'll talk about movie, about movie four later. But yeah, movie three is you know the cream of the crop of the first three big greens, man. <laughs> Definitely. So with that, we give you Dragon Ball Z movie three, super battle in the world. Ah! Answer me. Who are you? Ah, it's Big Green. Let that child alone. Let that child alone. Let that child Let that child alone. Let that child alone. We unite all our energies. We should be able to let that child alone. We should be able to let that child explode the roots. We'll see about that Right, everyone of my race can become a giant gorilla, 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 roots. Yeah, you're right. The forests, the oceans, the roots. Do it quickly. There's not one second to lose. Give me your energy. So, uh, there we have movie three. Um, Ryan, I have to say the editing on that was awesome. Thank you very much. I think we all need to let that child alone or Big Green will kick your ass. I mean, that's exactly. that's all you can say. And he'll do it in multiple tones, low, medium, and high. <laughs> so again, I mean, what, what did you guys get out of this movie? I, we have our one awesome quote of let that child alone. What else did we get? See, actually, one thing about about the third movie is, you know, um, actually, all of the great lines do not begin until the bad guys appear. And then from there on, it becomes awesome. 
I mean, I would actually like admit the beginning of the movie isn't really as funny, but then once you know all the bad guys start showing up, and that's when it turns into absolute fucking greatness, man. Especially when we find that if we combine our energies, we should be able to explode <laughs> the roots, <laughs> which is, you know, just awesome. And then you have Krillin, who just complete denial that hey, we can go back. Let's try it again. It didn't work the first time. We can do it. And Yamchuk shows up. Uh, actually, his voice. Actually, his voice is kind of decent. It, it is in a way at some points. Uh, but Yamcha <laughs> says, no, we can't do that. You're a moron. Uh, we tried it once. We can't explode the roots. And yeah, from there, I mean, it just gets better and better. And the, the banter between Goku and Tullus is just awesome. And then you have Tullus that, you know, everybody in his race can turn into a giant gorilla. <laughs> and then we have Tension Han, who sounds like Yoda from Star Wars. <laughs> Which is just awesome. I mean, if anybody, if you need a laugh, this is definitely the movie to watch of the Big Green Dub. There's so much you can get out of this movie. I don't think we could even describe it all. You really just have to watch the movie. I'll even go so far as to say is if you have, like, a friend or significant other that won't touch Dragon Ball with you know, a 10-foot stick, which I've dealt with before, play these movies for them. Because while, of course, they won't get a representation of what the uh, series is really like, they'll laugh their asses off, and it'll probably get them to at least have some affection for the show on some level. <laughs> exactly, man. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Where, where do we go from here? I mean, we've talked about the first three movies. Well, what, what impact do you think this has had on... Uh, like the fandom in general. Because, I mean, I always kind of look at these as being kind of the uh, genesis, maybe even of like the abridged stuff. Because it almost, <laughs> I mean, it's true because this stuff popped up and then people, you know, got a lot of catchphrases from it and stuff. And it kind of has even had homages paid to it in like DBZ abridged and stuff like that. And it's kind of a similar, you know, self uh, deprecating humor that goes on in that series, you know? Um, all I could say is, you know, if you're complaining about, you know, the dope for Funimation, you know, things could be worse. Yeah, but I mean, what? in all honesty, I mean, both of these, we, I guess at face value, would say we're supposed to be serious dubs, even though we look at these and go, these are just complete comedic fodder. I mean, why is it that we can look at these and laugh our asses off and not really think of them as a serious representation, whereas Funimation, you know... All of us got pissed off for like 10 years before we just kind of gave up. <laughs> exactly. Maybe part of that has to do with the fact that for Funimation, they did the entire series. They did everything. Where in this case, it was mm -hmm. just the movies, which some people don't take the movies as seriously as they take the series itself. You know, maybe there's a little step back from that as far as this is non-canon material. And some people don't really care as much. And you get such great one-liners out of it that I don't know how you can just bash it. I mean, as, as much as I hate it, I love it ten times more. Yeah, exactly. Same here. It's, I, I don't know if you can really describe it. I mean, did you have any thoughts on that, Corey, since you brought up the subject? I'll tell you right now. I mean, my, I think, I think you and I have even discussed this, you know, when we were just bullshitting before, uh, and maybe even on podcasts also. It seems like with Funimation, you know, the thing was they were never really sure what direction they wanted to go, whether they were going to 
completely try and make it a humorous take on the series or if they wanted to be taken seriously. And I think that's kind of where the problem was for me. Because if they had gone completely over the top, like just balls to the wall with stuff like this and just been completely like laugh your ass off at how bad it was, I probably could have actually give them, given them more credit than their kind of half-assed serious attempt that kind of just end, ended up kind of alienating me from their fan base. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that. I think uh, it was just quite confusing at times. Ryan, did you have anything to add? I don't know, man, because, you know, like the big green dub came out way after, you know, Funimation, you know, had dubbed the series. So so it, it it's like pretty much like nothing more than, you know, a big comedic thing for me now. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, like the companies that were dubbing this, you know, tried to make it all serious. So it's like it, it's like just an extra bonus for me now, you know, just to sit back and laugh at these at these movies yeah yeah i think that's a a really good point to bring up just the fact that these came out so much after the fact when funimation released their dub of the series or even the movies since this came out in 2005 2006 and i believe the dvds finally hit the market in 2007 something like that yeah you know it's just a little bit behind of where funimation was so a lot of people had already gotten what they wanted in the movies. They got a proper release. And for some people, you know, it was in Japanese with good subtitles. It was also in English. Then this came out. And the really odd part was the fact that it kept the original Japanese music. So you can tell right away, okay, either they just don't have the budget to write their own music, which I'm going to guess was the case, or... We're going to make this as serious as we can. We're going to do the best job we can with voice actors that don't actually speak English as their native language. From there, hilarity ensues, mistranslations of things, just all over the place with some of the different terms that they use. And I think that really just, you pull everything together, and it, it... was almost doomed to begin with just from the fact that they were translating from a different script. They were using voice actors that their deliveries are to us just hilarious because they sound foreign and that's not to bash anyone that's foreign. But when you're trying to come off as a serious actor speaking English and you can just tell right away that that person does not speak English every day, it really adds to some of the hilarity and the fact that they come up with a lot of things that they probably thought at the time were hilarious, like, or not hilarious, but serious, like magic stick or magic baton <laughs> to someone in America is just, <laughs> wow, really? You went with magic stick? I am using that. And I think that's where a lot of this ties together. I mean, did you guys have anything else that you wanted to add? I think the movies would have been so much better if they would have had Eddie Izzard come in and do his James Mason version of God as Kami-sama. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I think the movies would have been so much better if they had just had Eddie Izzard play everybody. <laughs> exactly. Even you only imagine what that would be like. <laughs> Hello, Sue. I've got a magic stick. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I love you. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, I think that's about it. I think we're all in the consensus that these are awesome. I think everyone should watch them. I think if you're of age, you might want to have a drink on hand. I I mean, you can't go wrong with these movies. You have to go in knowing these are going to be hilarious. I should not take these serious. And I think that might end this discussion. 
I mean, there you go. It, the big green dub. Name changes, hilarity, one-liners. You know, just a, and a magic stick. A magic stick. <laughs> I am the one with a magic stick. Let that child magic stick. So there you go. I mean, that. I think that sums up the big green dub fairly well. And maybe next time we'll get into a couple other movies. And from there, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. I know I am very much looking forward to Dragon Ball Z Movie 4. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I cannot wait until we get together to discuss that. I don't know when it will be. It may be a year from now. But whatever. Mike, go on vacation ASAP so we can do another episode. All right. So I think with that, we will uh, wrap this bad boy up and move on to some releases. <laughs> Everybody's singing the music. All right, so we have basically three days in October where we actually have releases. We had a couple last Saturday. Uh, we had some Dragon Ball Kai stuff come out in Japan, so if you want to go pick that stuff up, that'll be great. But we're going to move on to some more relevant things. Um, Corey, you want to hit us up with some October 19th? Sure, October 19th, which is uh, a little bit more than... Yeah, a little bit more than a week from now. Uh, we're going to have Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi Tag Team come out. That's from Bandai. It's for the uh, PSP. It's being released in North America. It's a multiplayer fighting game that has a $39.99 MSRP and is currently on sale at Amazon for $39.99. Oh, what a sale. <clears throat> How generous of them. All right, so go pick that up. Uh, Ryan, you want to grab the 29th? All right, October 29th, before Halloween, uh, Dragon Ball Z DVD Box 6 in Germany is coming out with episodes 165 to 199, which is the end of the Cell game and the Afterlife tournament. It's based on the French video transfer, so it's not really the Dragon Box. It's going to be six discs, um, um, original aspect ratio of 4.3, and uh, 57.99 uh, euro from Amazon Germany. So go pick it up (laughs) if you live in Germany. Yeah, so... I mean, that's about it for October. We really don't have a whole lot coming out, which is really nice for my bank account. I am thankful. But it seems like November, we might be getting a little bit more. I know we have Dragon Box Z Volume 5 will be coming out sometime in, I believe, 2011. So we'll kind of stay tuned and see what all happens from there. Brian, you want to go ahead and plug some stuff? Yeah, um, go make sure to visit Ginga Girigiri Kai, which I just brought back um, this past July after eight years of being absent. So um, address is 3gkai.com. And I'm working on a whole bunch of video projects right now, and expect next week um, the best of Big Green Movie 4. It might convince Mike to actually go on a vacation again. Corey, man, it's been a, been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, definitely. It's always fun to do this. Oh, I know. Don't we have a blast? We do. We do. As a matter of fact, I think somehow in the near future, we need to find a way for all of us to meet again at a centralized location just for it to chill out. Hey, how about Otakon next year? Hey, I, I'm telling you, man, even if it's just me like throwing money into an account now, month by month, I'm going to be there next year. Yeah, hopefully me too, man. Well, yeah. if I get the time off. Uh, that's the other part. I will be there. And if I'm going, you two have to go. All right. Yeah, we'll see, man, we'll see. And we have to bring our cameras so that we can capture uh, a certain webmaster from another site uh, inebriated. I think that wraps everything up for us. Uh, I don't think there's anything else we need to add to any of this insanity. Do we have a catchy sign-off? I'm sure we do. I don't know what it is. 
But yeah, if anybody actually has any questions or comments or anything like that that they actually want to send for some god knows reason that anyone would ever send us a question, uh, you can send that to ugio at contentai.com and hopefully we can get back to you. Or you can find us on Twitter at contentai underscore com. You can also check contentai.com for news and random updates of stuff Next episode, we're going to try to cover the next three Dragon Ball Z movies. Again, I have no idea when the next episode will come out. When we decide to do something insane on a Saturday night, where apparently we all have nothing to do. Well, I have to watch movies five and six first. (laughs) And meanwhile, I will labor to find out if anything else ever got released anywhere and see if I can find it. I hope to God you can. You know what the funny thing is? I just kind of fell ass backwards into the ones that I found, and it just kind of spurred a uh, just a mad need to try and get a complete collection. I think we need a complete collection. I would love to get a complete collection, and this is going to be my hobby. I'm going to get them, I'm going to remaster them with the Dragon Box footage, and then I'm going to make a big green Dragon Box. Dude, you should totally do that, man. Wow. <laughs> I, I would buy one. <laughs> I, of course, will not be selling them because that would be a violation of North America copyright. Well, I would pay you for the materials to send it to me for a non-profit reason. (laughs) Amen. So, uh, with that... Y'all come back now, you hear? Yes, join us next time on ConsensuEX, the Big Green Podcast. ConsensuEX, Podcast, Super No Crazy Awesome Guys! Audacity just crashed on me. Were you able to save it? Haha. <laughs> nope. Do we have to do that whole thing over again? Oh no. I, that's why I had my backup <laughs> running.